welcome back to another special episode of Reading with the Rockefellers. These are our bonus episodes in between seasons two and three. We're taking a little bit of a palate cleanser to decompress and have a little fun before we get back into the craziness and the depression that is going to be the third book. So we have these kind of refreshing episodes in between seasons to recap where we're at, talk about everybody. And for this particular episode, we are going to be part two of our fan casting for what we would want to see in the, we're hoping at some point in time, it will be airing on Peacock series. So that's about the only news that we have on it right now. It's going to be airing at some point in time and on Peacock. Supposedly. Supposedly. Helmed by Elizabeth Banks, supposedly. Allegedly. literally all we know. So, but if you're listening, Elizabeth Banks, Victoria Aviard, these are our people that we would like you to get. We know what we're talking about. Right. Do this for a living. Sort of. Only we don't get paid any money at all. Right. Ever. We worked really hard on this. We worked super hard. This took months. This is a labor of love for this family. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, there's a donation link on our website, readingwiththerockefellers.com. There is a button that you can click to donate, and it will go to our PayPal. So if you're out there listening and you do want to throw us a couple of bucks, go to readingwiththerockefellers.com and get us some money. It's, that would be great. It's literally just the three of it's us. It's just the three. There's no magic person behind the scenes. There's, we, no, there's no editor. There's. Uh, I'm the editor. Those two are the recorders. Yep. That this is it. This so, anyway, we appreciate you guys that hang in there with us and understand that we're humans with other lives and still are there with us when we do put out content. So thank you so much for hanging out. You guys are the reason why we keep doing this. That and we just really love this book. We do. This is just funsies. So starting this episode off will be kind of what we would consider like our B tier characters. So we did all the big heavy hitters and the ones that were in the first book, and now we're going to come in with the, our newer... Well, not necessarily. This episode is just the ones who weren't in the first book. Right. right. Some of them are They're, kind of secondary characters. Yes, but not all of them are necessarily less important. No, than some of them like, are going to become more important as the book goes on, for sure. But we went over last episode the OG characters from the yes. first book that we had already done. It kind of... Came up with some good updates, actually, I think. Yeah, some good updates. Some of them just stayed the same, and we kind of glazed right over that. Just, yep, yep, done, done, moving on. Yep, almost like that whole second row. It's just like, anything look different there? Nope, okay. Nope. Moving on. Mm-hmm. So who are we starting with today, which is a character we thought was dead. Hotly contested character. Yeah, found out he was alive at the very end of Red Queen. Plays a pretty big part in glass sword for a minute for a hot minute mayor's brother shade barrel shade barrel so we have two different candidates for shade because we just couldn't figure shade out for the longest time it took us a really long time to get any shade options kind of like cal yeah yeah but i think the ones that we have are good yes i agree because they're both handsome Mm -hmm. which he's, he's described as the handsome but not like Barrel, Barrel Brother. Insanely right. hot. Not the chiseled and the spiky hair and the Right. You know, yeah. looking at the and also <clears throat> there has to be a level of both of them in what I've seen them in have shown 
good acting talent, but also the, the ability to be to sh- to have some humor because Shade yes. is kind of one of the people that keeps people laughing and kind of farts around and keeps Farley amused and keeps Mare amused yes. and everybody amused. So there's there has to be that personality too. Yeah. But also serious when he needs to be. And like you said, I think in the character review, as loyal as anybody and he will yes, to a fault. die to, to protect the people that he cares about. Literally. Right. So there's a Ooh. lot to put in there. Literally. Yeah. So this is a tough one. Laterally explore. Laterally so explore. You guys since I have not seen School Spirits and you guys have and you've seen Milo Mannheim pitch me Milo Mannheim for Shade. And then I will pitch you the other choice for shade. Okay. And then we'll and then we'll vote. To be fair, I have only seen the first two episodes of School Spirits, so Dad is probably better equipped for this pitch. It's two more episodes than I've seen. He's he's I don't even remember what the name of the character is. Uh, It's been so long since we've watched it. We didn't get back to it. But he's the the jock who Drew or something. Joey Jean Jacket. Who died and then is still floating around with Peyton List's character as they try to find yeah. out what happened to her. He's he's handsome, affable. He's can do you know. Show me the picture again. Action type scenes. Oh my phone's right. And he's got. <laughs> I forgot I brought it. A he has really good chemistry with Peyton List. Who if that's right. our Farley, there's kind of a there's, bonus there because yeah. they have some good scenes together. And he's. He can he's he can be amusing when needed to be, mm-hmm. and like I said, that since I have seen farther, and he can also do the serious and the drama, and sh- the, you know, because he cares about her, wanting to prevent her from getting hurt, those kind of. Th- he can he can do all of the range we're going to need from Shane. So can the other Shade. person, Shade. So can the other person, though. Right. We've seen him also, whose so, name we are not mentioning yet. Right. Who we will get to, but he also has that same. Yeah. What you call it? Shades. Uh, Milo Mannheim's. Relatively tall, which I think Shade is supposed to be somewhat tall. Not as tall as the other Not one. Not as tall as Buford and Numbnuts over there. But oh, 6'3". Wow. So he's, but he's a relatively tall guy. Lean, Impressive. Not scrawny, but he's lean and, you know what I mean, enough yeah. to play Shade. So, uh, he just, there's, and I mean, he has that kind of face that you just want to laugh at, but also like. You know right. what I'm saying? I think because the first couple episodes he comes across of School Spirits, he comes across so goofy, and you haven't even got to the part until he's like, you see, because he's been there for so long in that purgatory, we're not actually getting to heaven or, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. moving on where they're just stuck there. And he likes her character, Peyton List, and he is like real nervous and wants to ask her out, so he asks her to go to it because the homecoming game, he asked her to go to it. Even though no one else is going right. to know they're there, but they still want to go. It's like, aw. Right. So there's this really endearing quality about him. Because didn't he, he was in a football game and he yeah, got. Yeah, he died in a football game. He yeah. was playing football in front of his He got mom. tackled. Yeah, and he got tackled and never and got up. never woke up. So. Oh, like on Friday Night Lights. He yeah. He hit one from either side. Yep. And, and that's and how so he that's, died. That's why he haunts the school. Yep. But he's got, yeah. I mean, the the where he goes in the character arc in his in this show, I think you can see he has everything to play shade. But again, so does our other 
based off of what we've seen him in, so right. does our other contestant. Cont- contender. <laughs> contender here. So that's what I would say about Milo Mannheim. Okay. So you give us, you go ahead and we'll let you, you yes. our, our second. Really, we only had two. These we are only, only had two. two. Yep. Yep. It's a tough character. Yeah. Because you got it's got to be likable. Yeah. And both of these people are really likable, in my opinion. And also have a very strong presence. Endear yourself to the audience very fast. And then die. Right. Right. Like, we're introduced to Shade. First, it's like, oh, he was, he was my brother, blah, blah, blah. But then, but we actually see him so late. That it's like he needs to live up to everything that Mare has said to this point. And he right. does in what you see of him. Right. So we need an actor that can pull that off. Right. Right. Let me present to you, on that note, Mr. Joseph Quinn. <laughs> who, who literally did that exact thing that you're describing in Stranger Things. Like, yes. I know he's Season not four. Eddie. Right. Obviously. But, but we know that the Duffer brothers tend to choose actors that have a certain quality that they're looking for in their actor. You know what I mean? And they have also been known to change certain characters to to fit fit their their actor's personalities. Hence, Steve Harrington. Yeah, yeah. Joe Keery wouldn't even still be on Stranger Things if he wasn't just such an amazing guy. (laughs) But Joseph Quinn comes on, endears himself to you right away. How can you look in those eyes and not just be like, oh my gosh. Then, despite being a bit odd and kind of on the outskirts of everything, he's the moral compass of the season for the most part. As and odd as that is to say. As odd as that is to say. He, he brings everybody together. He pumps everybody up and then has an absolutely gut-wrenching death. Uh, yeah. So that, I mean, just like, not, I mean, I, I did the whole Sean Bean thing last episode, so I don't want to, I don't want to typecast Joseph Quinn. It's a different kind but of character, but it is a very different kind of character. It's just there's cer- certain qualities like likable, right? Right. You can see how the he can, smile. He can, yes. he can endear himself to you. Yeah, he's not. Easily. He's not like he's classically good looking like Dacre Montgomery, but right. he's very handsome still. You right. know what I mean? Like yes. whatever it is. He has, he has got it. it. Yeah. And I feel like that's why people in the book are just like drawn to shade. You know what? It, like whatever it is that X factor, charisma, whatever, shade just has it. But he is more like there's certain parts of shade's personality that remind me of somebody like Grant where they just kind of stand back and watch for a while. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they're taking in way more than you ever notice that they are seeing. Yes. And then banking that. And I really feel like uh, it's just ads or whatever that's flashing. Uh, I feel like Joseph Quinn could do that, like make you laugh and then make you cry. Yeah. In in back to back scenes because he's done it to us. So we were literally laughing and crying in the same exact scene. Yeah. You know, tears of laughter, tears of pain at the same time. So I think. While he may not be like the exact look that we're going for, I think personality-wise and what would shine through for the character is what would have me vote for Joseph Quinn. 
because we've seen what he could do with just somebody who was supposed to be a simple character like Eddie. Right. And turn him into a worldwide phenomenon. I agree. He can he can do that. Yes. That being said, <laughs> I'm watching a debate cross examination. I, I believe that Milo Mannheim can do the same thing, having watched him and what he's done. There's also you haven't even got to the part either because you know that he where he how he died. Mm-hmm. You haven't got the part where his mom still goes to the games. It's like year. It's like 20 years later, and his mom is still in those stands every football game, watching the game, and he has to sit there and see her in the stands watching them play football. Even though he died like twenty years before. Damn. Yeah. So there's some gut riching stuff too. There's it's this is a tough one. This is gonna be a hard I, one. Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm gonna have to be the tiebreaker vote. You may Probably. Be. And I'm annoyed. I don't I mean, like looking at pictures of him, here's my only drawback with, with Milo Mannheim. Is he looks just a little bit too geeky. I, that's actually kind yeah. of if I was what I feel like Shade geek, would look like. I would throw geek towards Kalorn. I we don't did, know why. We did. <laughs> we did. But, I mean, not he looks more geeky to me than Kalorn. Milo Mannheim looks more geeky than Jacob I think, Bertrand. I think that picture is kind of a... Because it's for the specific show, too. Is that him right there? Yeah. yeah. Depending on what picture you're looking yeah. at. I don't. I kind of feel like Shade is. Yeah, hmm. I feel like Shade is kind know. of geeky. Like he's still handsome, but he's kind. I don't know. That's uh, that's that's of the, the thing that's been holding me back about Joseph Quinn is like he's almost a little too close to that like cool line, cool, super handsome line. You need to be able to be like, yeah, he's handsome, but he's not like, you know. There's oh, we have to cut off the curls. Might oh, this, yeah. might this is also, way too adorable with the curls. <laughs> But there's also a bit of like you're seeing this through Mare's eyes, right? So he's not going to look quite as sure. handsome. It's like he's kind of handsome, but he's also like still brother. my brother. Right. So he's geeky. Is this going to be like what was the one where we kind of? Oh, is this going to be almost like Cal, where we have the Cody first... Christian and Freud Gutierrez? Maybe and we were like, they're just interchangeable. I think maybe we should almost be like okay, they're okay. going to be a tie now until you've. You still need to watch more. I need to finish School Spirits. You need to watch it. It's been a while since we've watched Stranger Things. Maybe once we read, because we're going to binge it again soon anyway. Yeah. Maybe if we go through that and we all watch, you watch, you finish School Spirits and you Mm -hmm. watch it, then we can come back and have it. I think maybe we should say they're both. Yeah. We'll keep them there. Because they're interchangeable at this point, at this point in time. I think, and I think it kind of depends on which way we feel like the characters should go. There's just subtle differences. You also haven't finished the series, which I know that the character is dead, but still. There may be a little right. I haven't even finished movement. School Spirits yet, too. So that'll give us, and that way we can all kind of come back and be like. And I need to see season four of Stranger Things again because it's been. It's been. A I long can't believe time. how long it's been since season four was on. It's like a year. Yeah. So I need to watch. It that was. Again. It actually. It the Facebook memory just came up not that long ago, of the first half of season four. Yeah. So it's been a long time. So yeah. I probably need to watch that again. Again. Just to fully invest myself, yeah. since I'm and I'm watching so much now. With the intent of seeing who can play characters exactly, in Red yeah. And also, we'll have have watched it once so that we can pay more attention to specific things instead of like yeah. the, in general, this is intense and also I am emotionally devastated. Right. right. Pay we're, attention we're to his... that. Yeah. Because I think they're both great options. So I think let's... We'll call them a tie right now. Yeah. Does that sound fair? That sounds fair. Okay. Whew. Give them like an equal sign or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the time... Bracket and an equal sign. By the time next summer we're ready to, after book three, the third book, King's Cage, we're ready to do this again. We might have some more 
options too. You never That's know. That's true. Yep. Maybe the series will start. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to be in a year. No. They're not even at the casting stage right now. No. Still in pre-casting. You know, we could also scouting and stuff. If we have had the opportunity to have rebinged some things and sh- the proper shows have been finished, we could do one just a small fan casting if we think there's enough movement on certain characters we could do one halfway through season oh, to three. finalize everything to finalize yeah. certain things since we didn't we didn't really do any mid-season ones in season two yeah. we didn't really stop anywhere yeah. mid because there wasn't like a chapter where it was like oh this is this an is easy a, one to yes. break or right. whatever and we we yeah the break so. would have been nice <laughs> we, we love recording and this cage is going to be so emotionally devastating. Right. Stay tuned for us announcing we're going to be a bi-monthly <laughs> instead of weekly. I, I, so we'll we'll do tie with shade, and I actually feel like either one would be a good casting choice, and it would just be subtle differences in the character. Right. And I don't think yeah. it would necessarily be a negative either way. So, okay. And we know if we wanted to give shade a lisp, it's <laughs> Joseph Quinn's range. That's He's true. Got a lisp. That's true. If you have um, not seen that Jimmy Fallon, yes. Joseph Quinn interview video, please go please watch it. It's go just Joseph Quinn doing yeah. accents on Jimmy Fallon. It's it is so great. It's like two minutes, but it's yeah. the funniest thing I've ever Actually, seen. If you can see the whole interview, it's like, what, 10 minutes? I think yeah. it's the only time he's been on Jimmy Fallon. It's absolutely hilarious to watch the whole thing. Him talking about being Gaten Matarazzo's side Joe <laughs> and everything. It, like, it's so funny. That's pretty funny, side Joe. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, uh, Joe Keery is right. the main it's Joe. the main Joe. Right. You know, and then here so comes Joseph Quinn. Joseph Quinn sneaking in the in the side door. There was the, the Netflix interview that they did with the stupid cookie jar, but all the questions were for Joe because it was Joseph Quinn, Joe Keery, and Gaten Matarazzo. So they, but they were all to Joe. Just Joe. Because <laughs> why not? Right. So the next one's actually probably the most hotly debated one we have. I had, <laughs> I had six different, I had six actors at one time. Now they were all Stephen Lang, right? But they were just Stephen Lang from different movies that yes. he's been in, right? We it's like, are we going to use "Don't Breathe" Stephen Lang? Are we going to use "Avatar" Stephen Lang? We were planning I mean, on having, win, win. we were huh? planning on so having win, like win. this entire bit where we were like, oh, this guy from this movie, but they would all be Stephen or Lang. All be Stephen we Lang. decided to scrap the bit because we're all too tired, right? <laughs> yes. This is point of reference for you listeners. Mia and I leave for Disney World in three days. <laughs> Neither of us are packed. It's just, it's absolute chaos in our house. Yes. So we, we are trying our best to throw these things together. So if we sound a little punch drunk, it's because we have cried and loved and fought and laughed all day long. <laughs> right. And here we are back again recording. So we, we might seem a little, like I said, punch drunk in this one, but... We're, we're just exhausted. We are. Um, this is Colonel Farley. Yes. Who yeah. I found out during the, through the wiki, wiki. Wiki. That his name was Willis. Yeah. What you talking about, Willis? That's funny. I was drinking when you said that or I would have immediately jumped in with a what, what you talking, talking about, about Willis. Willis. So Colonel Farley. Yes. yes. Diana Farley's dad. Who yeah. We see Willis. The <laughs> <laughs> okay. And if, so Stephen Lang, and that's right. kind of, that. When when they first described him the first time I read the book, I was like, "Oh my God, that's Stephen Lang!" Yeah. Like, I, I mean, and that's all I've ever seen. Right. Since I first read it, it's the book, literally impossible for me to picture anybody me too. else. If you, I mean, if you have, surely you know, if Stephen Lang from Avatar, he was the general 
the gray hair and yeah, the muscles the and the tank top. Guy. Yeah, uh-huh. the, and then in Don't Breathe, obviously he was the blind guy that had the house that was the former military. I mean, he's jacked beyond belief Crazy for his age. Crazy jacked I, for his it's age. It's not fair. Yeah. yeah, it's real. Like Dad's just been looking at pictures for this fan casting, and if if there was a Stephen Lang picture, I'd just be like, "That is not fair. That's not fair." He's it's like Jack Lalanne in the eighties. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he just never stopped. That's Stephen Lang, like still jacked after all these years. That's that's impressive. How yeah. old is he? Uh, he's in his sixties. What's the IMDb say? <laughs> but he, I mean, the gray hair, the beard, the mustache—he looks like he's been through war. Mm-hmm. You, can you imagine throwing that blood red eye Ooh. on Stephen Lang, and it would just be like. And and he's got that voice that he can that gravelly voice that he 71. uses. Yeah, he's got that oh. gravelly. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's yeah he's only four years younger than your grandpa. He, Two years younger than your grandma, yeah. He's got that gravelly voice that he can use that works mm-hmm. so well that would be perfect for Colonel Farley. I just, yeah. I don't even know. So really, we haven't even entertained anybody no, else. No, I don't think no, there's a reason I, to. You need a badass old man? Call Stephen Lang. I think this is the biggest slam dunk you can have. Pretty much. Yeah. There were some where we were like, oh, but we might have like a n- backup number. Nope. No, Mm-mm. not for this one. There's, nope. there's no backup here. Dead ahead. Which brings us to the character that everyone loves to hate, Cameron. Cameron. This one's Cameron. This one's. (laughs) I know this one's a little rough because Cameron's like fifteen, but also has seen some crap, been through a lot, and is like really tall. So it's going to be hard to cast an actual fifteen-year-old here. I think. Yeah, because we need to find a, a, an actress that's younger, but not that, but not fifteen, that fits that height requirement, but that can play this role without making you just one hundred percent hate them. I don't think this name came from me. Really? Yeah, I don't know. You guys must have gotten this off the internet. I know this actress, but I uh, maybe I got it off of some kind of yeah. like other fan casting some, site or some list because she's one of the daughters on This Is Us. She's oh, one yeah. of Sterling K. Brown's daughters. So I was like, oh, I, I know I recognize that face, but yeah, and that's Eris Baker. Yeah, Eris Baker. Yeah. So that's not that's not a bad one. This is her promo photo. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Priya Ferguson is a big one. Yeah. The people yeah. For people around. that watched This Is Us, she was Tess, so she was the older. Eris Baker was daughter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Priya Ferguson yep. is one of our other choices. Right, Erica. Who's Erica from yeah. seasons three and four of Stranger Things. Right. She was in you season can't two spell a little America bit. Without, without Erica. Erica. Without Erica. Exactly. Oh yeah, she was at the end of season two a little bit. She w- when she was like. Well, she was also a little earlier when they were doing like the whole Halloween costume thing or whatever. She's just there to make fun of Lucas the yeah. whole time. Just like you look so stupid. Yeah. You know, typical little sister stuff. Exactly. I'm, I'm a little sister. Right. I get it. You got two big brothers that you bust balls on. So exactly. You know exactly what she's talking about. But she's I a like sassy Ferguson. black little sister. Yeah. I like her because I think she could pull off the sass, but still bring some likability to Cameron. Yeah. Yes. And she's, I know. There is not any. I know. Cameron's supposed to be real, real tall. But that's going to be a struggle. How and tall Pri- is Priya Ferguson? I don't think she's that short, though, because I think she's she's grown since. Right. 
Also, season three. Keep in mind that this is tall in relation to Mare. And if Jenna Ortega is our Mare, then we have pretty much, like, we can only go up from here. Yes, right. agreed. <laughs> agreed. It doesn't say how tall she is, but I would have to guess she's probably about 5'3 or 5'4 because she was not very tall standing next to Sterling K. Brown, and he's fairly tall. He is, when was that recorded? Because she's probably still growing. He is quite the long, thin That's man. True. She was born in 2005, so. Hmm. Pryor Ferguson I, I was, was born in 2006. Yep, uh, yep. Pryor Ferguson, October this 1st, is w- This is the most, the most recent yeah. promo f- photo over. So little Erica's growing up. <laughs> Those are cute hoop earrings. Makes me sad. I love that, that that's what I took from that picture. I was like her face, you but also her really earrings. What you call it? It's a phase right now. Your it says Priya Ferguson. Five as, foot even. Uh, this says as of 2023, she's 5'3", so apparently they don't even know. <laughs> but remember, they filmed an entire nine hours worth of movies with John Reese davies playing a dwarf. Exactly. And the guy's like 6'2". <laughs> He's, He's a big yeah. dude. So camera work and behind set it things. Takes a long way. I, I read something about X-Files where they had something that uh, Gillian Anderson would stand on when they were filming like her and David Duchovny walking yeah, beside David each Duchovny other. Yeah, because David Duchovny's like 6'2 or 6'3". Yeah. He's a really tall guy. <laughs> <Really tall. laughs> exactly. So, just so that not. they would be in the same shot yeah. and it would look okay. I could 100% see that. <laughs> Stories from the set of that show are wild. It was like the little show that could for a while. Yeah. No one thought it was going to keep going, but it just kept going. It just kept going. <clears throat> but the you know, point is, there's a lot of things that you can do for height. Right. Yes. Right. It's not as big of a deal as... No, I think we can find a way to, yeah, you can find a way to work around that in some instances. Right. Um, uh, there's, who is, what's the second one? What's the one below prior first? I don't even know how to pronounce that. Nua Jez Isman. Uh, so she is a relatively newcomer actress. If you are a fan of Yellow Jackets. She's pretty. She's very pretty, but she's interesting looking. You know what I mean? Almost I feel like a hint of an of an Asian, yeah, or something like two, that. Yeah. I feel like in she's not like, oh, she's just she's like model pretty. Right. She's just like, oh, right. Uh, and I feel like there's maybe a lot of um, racial ambiguity in the stilts. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody's like just black or whatever. There's like in the reds, there's probably a lot of mixing and slums and stuff like that. So she's just kind of got... They don't have the right to be picky. Right. You're like, oh, there's a few different things mixing around in there to just make a very striking looking young woman. Yeah. And her character on Yellow Jackets is very annoying, constantly happy despite Despite the the situation that they're in. And humming show tunes and stuff like that. So she's Aww. she's an annoying character because it's like it's almost like she's the opposite of Cameron in this situation because they're in this terrible situation and she's trying to make it better. And you know, like in in the other one, they're trying to go into a terrible situation instead of get out of one, and Cameron's just making it worse. You know right. what I mean? So it's like she can. But I the the reason why I liked her for the character is because she can take an annoying character and kind of make you like her. Right. Like, I don't hate you being on screen. Right, right. It's like, as annoying as Crystal was in the show, you still were like, oh, good, Crystal's here for, for whatever reason. You know what I mean? 
So I feel like she could oh, take a bright some spot. Of, thank God. Yeah, I feel like she because there's not a lot in yellow jackets. Let me just tell you. Uh, I feel like she could take some of the things that Cameron says and deliver them in a way that doesn't make you completely hate her. Because right. we have to find a way to make Cameron likable at so, in some way. Yeah. Which is why Priya Ferguson was one of was the first thing that was like, oh, oh, we can still have this character with attitude, but make her likable. Yes. Somehow. So if, if you deliver these lines in like Priya Ferguson's voice, it's like, right. oh, that's not as bad. Right. The one that we just, the one we just talked about, what was her name again? Sorry. Nua, Nua Jess Nua, Isman. Jess Isman. Nua. She is... And this is from Stellar Adler Studio of Acting. Like, I guess it's the official list of her deal. stuff. She's 5'5", five five, which is relatively that's tall. That's pretty tall, yeah. Um, and it says the age range that she plays, 15 to 25, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty good. And she apparently was born in Malaysia. Oh, oh okay. So. So there is another flavor yeah. in there. That's very interesting. I actually, I, I like I like that. I like that She lot. just, her, her face is so striking. Yeah. It really it's is. It's like... She's really pretty, but it's like you could totally play her up or play her down. Yes. Yeah, I definitely think that she could fit into this world relatively easily. I like that a lot. Whereas the just, one that just I kind of trying to figure on, out where all her features came from. It's exactly. like exactly, oh. yeah, Which yeah. Is, um, Lexi Underwood, yeah. last minute edition, uh, because I started the second season of Cruel Summer on Hulu. The main character, uh, side note, is the one that played. Um, was her name Bria on the Goldbergs? Adam's girlfriend for the longest time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that Mrs. Goldberg didn't like because she just had that like kind of flippant attitude. She's like, I don't really care. Yeah, the main character is is the same girl that plays Bria. Mm. So the blonde one, I'm sure he dated more than one blonde. The later blonde one. Yeah, the one that he was with, like, yes. yeah, the one that it made sense more for him to be with, not yes. the first one that he was with. That you're like, what? The second, the second one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like deciding their colleges together. Exactly. And right, right, right. Dumb right. garbage. Right. Um, oh, you two are so cute. I know. So I show I showed you guys a picture of Lexi Underwood earlier. Um, she's tall and skinny. I think that's one thing that would help kind of fill in that role. You know, she wouldn't look underfed if she was just normal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She says she's five foot five. Everything says else. Says Lexi Underwood's five foot five. Well, she says she is. Everything <laughs> else up on here says she's like five one. But oh, but that's also some of these are from like twenty twenty one. Which right. I mean, I mean, like this is her with Regina King, yeah. not that long ago, and Regina King's like maybe what five seven, probably something like that. So I mean, she can do like the natural look. She can do the more made up look. But her character on Cruel Summer is, there's not a family-friendly word for her. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's manipulative. She's conniving. She does one thing to your face and a total other thing behind your back, but yet you still don't hate her for some reason. You're like, I so would still want to be. Right. You're like, I would still kind of want to be friends with that chick for whatever reason. You're just yeah. like, I want her to like me. Yeah, that's a good one. But I think she might almost be too pretty. And I think where uh, it's fun. Nua Jess Esmond is just kind of like has that on yeah. the border look. Like yeah. girl next door, but still kind of exotic right. and striking looking, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and I, have you seen, <laughs> yeah, this is, 
I think they're both similar age. Because mm-hmm. I actually it looks like Nua is twenty one and Lexi's still just twenty. But I almost feel like Nua Jess Eisman looks a little younger. Like she could play yes. fashion yeah. easier. It's the face. Yeah. She's got a rounder face, whereas Lexi Underwood kind of has the high cheekbones yes. and the mm-hmm. more right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think probably talking it out here, I would probably vote for Nua. I actually think I probably I would too. I think I agree. Yeah. Look as at well that. for number one. Hey. We agree. Woohoo. Three way high five. Woo. I would. Okay, hold on. Hang on. One more time. One, two, three. We're, we're Boom! Most, yeah, we're the most uncoordinated family on earth. <laughs> we fall down a lot. <laughs> I get my clutziness from my good mom. job. You're so welcome. Honey. <laughs> Do we want to have a backup? Is there any like a number two here? I think Priya Ferguson. I think Priya really Ferguson backup. would be the second. Okay. Yep. The other two, I think, are just too pretty. Yeah. Yes. It's like I. Take this as a compliment. You are just exactly. a little too pretty. Lexi Underwood, you're gorgeous. <laughs> Stay beautiful, girl. Keep them cheekbones, because they will take you far in life. I would kill for those cheekbones. Oh my gosh. Or draw them on like Gaston <laughs> in the play. That was pretty funny. Beauty and the Beast so was funny. And the chest hair. Did yeah. you notice the yeah. chest hair? Yeah. Did they just like take a magic marker and just like draw all over I'm his chest? So. Or was it his chest, or was it like a shirt underneath it? A one, I don't know, but it was funny. We watched it. Uh, local production of Beauty and the Beast stage. Yeah. It was really good. That a bunch yeah. of Mia's theater friends are in. We saw that last night, and it was delightful. Yeah, the soul, the shows were completely sold out, oh, and yeah. Belle is like one of my besties. So low-key flex. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. We're going to spend a week <laughs> with her in Florida. <laughs> low-key flex. Okay, next. This is a character that's barely in this book. But, it's but every time he's in so it, it's important. impactful. We already I, talked I about even, this with our character review. I don't even need to discuss the other two. Oh. It's, it's the bottom one. Yeah. No, it's the top one. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. <laughs> we will have to discuss this okay. one then. <laughs> Aren't you the one that brought up the bottom option? You mm. are, because I remember we were talking about it. I didn't it. know the other one was an option. <laughs> okay, let's start it off. This is John. We're, st- we're, yeah, we're, we're talking about, about John. John. <laughs> this is going to get heated. Who is... Well, because you guys were trying to fl- find a place to put him in. That Yes, and you were like, oh, what about John? He would be, yeah. Which, when I thought about it, and the more we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah, to yeah. it, we'll get to it. So, okay. John, John. John. We know how... He needs to be tall, skinny, and able to be gray. Yes. And all three and of these people s- can pull this off. Say a lot with not without, without saying, saying a lot. A lot. I think all at least two of these three are really good at that, right? Um, so, and you and as we talked about in the character review, he's got this weight on him because he sees the future. So he comes across to other characters as arrogant and douchey, yeah. but it's just because he knows what's going to happen is what's going to happen, and he can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Right. So there has to be like A just li- this. Like weight. I mean, right. there's no yeah. other way to say it than there has just to be a, a weight. Layers in the acting that you can yeah. see things. So it's got a lot. It's got to be facial. And I think that's going to be. There's two people on here who are really good at that. Kind of on the outside, he's like he seems a little like like a slime ball. Yes. Oh, there's definitely you're you you're like why is she trusting this guy? Right. But it but you can kind of behind that see right that he's been through a lot. Right. Right. Um, right. So I'm gonna go with the middle one first, and I okay, okay, because I think that's the most easily removable. Tom Hiddleston. I think we can take him out. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's too good looking. He's too good looking. Yeah. I'm already mad at what they did with Loki. And I don't. Th- it's like, how can you make somebody that good looking look that ugly? I don't. What do you mean? It like in lo- in the show in Loki, Loki as I've Loki. Not seen it. No, I mean just you've seen him as Loki though. Yes. The hair and it just well Loki, eh. Loki's not supposed to be a handsome guy. Then why did they pick one of the most handsome men on the planet? Because he plays, plays the character Loki really, really well. well. I guess just he's so good looking and they hide him. I don't know. Hide that wig you hate stuff. you hate that like wet look I hate hair. The wet look. <laughs> that's what it, you're bringing it back around me. And that's it's, what it comes down to. Does. I just hate the wet, the wet look. look, which I get. With men with long hair and the wet look, it's just gross. Ninety-nine percent of men who have long hair and wet look are professional wrestlers. Well, it makes me think of Soul Glow, and yeah. and they would look better if they just cut their hair. It's like I don't want you to sit on my them. couch and then get up and there's just like a big stain of <laughs> right. grease on my couch from all your mousse or gel or whatever it is that's sliding out of your locks onto my couch. You know what I mean? Yes. Curl, curl. So Tom Hiddleston's out. We got two left. That's right. So one is Vincent Cassell. Yes. (laughs) Mom approved. Amazing actor. He is. And I love him. That's why I put him on there. Amazing actor. Yeah. He can do so much with so little. Every character I've ever seen him play, you cannot take your eyes off of him. Yep. And he plays different characters in, in everything. They all kind of have like these underlying similarities. Right. Yes, he's I, Nicholas Holt is like a younger version. He is of a Vincent younger Cassell. version of Vincent Cassell. He does the yes. same thing. He's got he, he's got he can play. They can both do so much just with their face and subtlety, and not have like they can say more with five words than most right. actors can with you know five. A, an entire right. monologue. So it's kind of it just Vincent Cassell's older, and he can even do it in multiple languages. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he is older. He's probably my age or older. So yeah. we're looking at mid to late forties. Yeah, and Nicholas Holt's like thirty three, so he's right about. Yeah, he's probably mid early thirties. Yeah, which closer to where John would be that way. That way, but John, there's so much ambiguity in John because of the right. way he looks. Exactly. So but there's also you could use an older actor, yes. and and it wouldn't be that. There's also a bit of like he still needs to be very quick and spry. Right. On occasion, yes. Some, you know, so it's because he needs to be able to try to get Which over on Farley. Vincent Cassell can still do because if you've seen a lot of Vincent Cassell movies, you he's look at him like, oh, he's just a normal a martial dude. artist. But he actually is very yes, yes. He's very very limber and can do a lot of physical things. I mean, Are, he's married to Monica Bellucci, so you need right. to stay limber for that. We may because you don't you haven't seen much with Vincent right. Cassell in it. No. So, but to be fair, I haven't seen much with Nicholas Holt in it. Either. Right. She needs to watch the Oceans. Movies, right? He's because he's great in Ocean's Twelve. Watch, yeah. I mean, she's way too young still, I think, to watch Brotherhood of the Wolf. Yeah. But he's so mesmerizing in Brotherhood of the Wolf. So good. Yep. And then he was like the bright and shining spot of the third season of Westworld. He yeah, was the only reason why I kept watching it. And and Aaron Paul was one of the main characters, and I did not want to stick around for Aaron Paul. Mm. I wanted to stick around for Vincent Cassell. Interesting. So yeah, that tells you. Yeah. Because Vincent Cassell was like he picked up on Dolores real quick, and yes. everything that Dolores could do. Right. And and started telling her what she wanted to hear, and making Dolores, you know, like yeah. figure he figured her out real quick. It was he was so good. I used to need to watch that. You can't find it anywhere. Uh, yeah. Um, 
But, but with Nicholas Holt, and because I've seen him in so many things now, I mean, there's Warm Bodies. If you haven't seen it, he's the teenage zombie, zombie. that come that becomes more human again. Yeah. Warm Bodies, yep. very good movie. Would recommend. I've he's in Mad Max Fury Road. He's the one I don't remember what they were called. The pups yeah. that were chasing it. The main one that ended up helping them out in right. the end. And I've had to tell Grant twice now that that was him. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he was in Fury Road. He's like, huh? huh? Yeah. Oh, that was him. I'm that like, yeah, this is a twice. This is the second time I'm going to tell you that. that. He was completely different in Renfeld, yeah. which is, he's I'm so pro- good I'm in it. I'm going to hopefully watch this week. If not, I'll try, I'm going to take my laptop to Florida. I'll try to connect to the hotel Wi-Fi yeah. or whatever and watch it down there. Like Cocaine Bear, go into it with an open mind and just enjoy it for what it is because Nicolas Cage gets to be Nicolas Cage and it's perfect for Dracula. Right. And, Nicholas Holt does what he does. He's just so exactly, mesmerizing. Yeah. So and then the menu, four complete, oh, four different characters. He was I've so great. Yeah, in the four menu. different characters I've seen him in, and they're four completely unique yeah. people. Yeah. So oh, I but love those kind of actors. Based on, I'm basing it more on the character in the menu because he is trying so hard to maintain this air about him. He clearly doesn't belong there. Right. And the chef knows he doesn't belong there. Right. But he's such a fangirl and all this kind of stuff. A that suck he, up. That he brings him there j- to make fun of him, right. basically. Not that the, the chef is making fun of everybody in the right. movie, but especially Nicholas Holt's right. character. And then the fact that he brings somebody other than who he was sp- supposed to bring. An innocent ends up there, so he doubles down on his treatment of Nicholas Holt. Right. But through the whole thing... You have this feeling that there's something up with Nicholas Holt, but you don't know what it is. You know what I mean? You're yeah. like, I just don't trust this dude. Like, there's just, like, why is the other girlfriend not there? What? You know what I mean? Like, right. And then you find out that, like, he basically knew he was going to die. And he brought, spoiler alert, and then he brought this other chick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he brought this person knowing she was going to die. Yeah. And he, and he brought her anyway. You know? So, I think that... Um, you can look at him and think that he's very unassuming and there's depths of evil there that, right. that don't automatically come to the surface and he can erode yes. those layers and away. Once you, when you watch Renfield, Renfield, there's some scenes that he has because he's been Dracula's familiar. And even though it's kind of a, it's comedy, a lot of it, you know what I mean? It's more of a dark comedy. but Like the menu. Right, like the menu. But... Because he's been Dracula's familiar for you know 150 years, right? He, he had a wife and kid that are long dead, and he just wants to get out of it. And when you see him <laughs> with humans and they're getting hurt, and he's having to kind of deal with these other people that have toxic relationships, and he's sympathizing with them, mm-hmm. just the way he acts with his face while they're telling the stories is so. And you can see that burden that he has, kind of like what you would feel with John too, so. right? This may be one we may have to table and come back. No, I, I think I'm good. Okay. You are? Mm-hmm. Okay. So are we ready to vote then? <sighs> you want you want to lead? I I I'll I just I feel like it'd just be so much easier if we just said like it's a tie. I no. I, I vote for uh, Nicholas Holt. I vote for Nicholas Holt. Okay. <laughs> I mean after thinking about it, like I would love Vincent Cassell. Number one, I don't think he could drop his accent. That's one. I don't. I haven't I know seen Nicholas him do it, it. Really, in anything, I don't think I've he's ever seen him drop that accent. He's got a pretty thick It's not it's British. It's very. What is he? Is it Vincent Cassell? Yeah. He's French. French. Yeah. So mm. it's a very heavy, thick French right. accent. Yeah, French is 
French have a very yes. distinct accent. Yes. And so I don't, I want John to, John needs to be as neutral as possible. Yes. He needs to just appear out of nowhere and then disappear, and then disappear. back into nowhere. And I think Vincent Cassell's screen presence is too much for that. Right. Like he would probably steal that scene. Right. And As opposed to being like able to point fade of the away. scene, but Farley still supposed to be challenging him. All these other things. I feel right. like Vincent Cassell would almost be like too much. Yeah, he. You can't make him just a gray person. Right. His yes. Personality. He, he has is too much of too it. Much. Whatever yes. it is, he has too much of it. Yes. Oh, he has it in spades. That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah, Nicholas Holt. I'm I'm cool with that. Cool. Okay. And then we can have Vincent Cassell as like a number two, just for we'll put him at a head of a house Nicholas or something somewhere. Holt to me is like, um, I think I said this to Grant the other day. Is like, um, uh, what's his name? Reservoir Dogs, the main character, Tim, Tim Roth. Roth. He's like the Tim. He's like Tim Roth was in like the nineties. Where he would be in so many different movies and they're completely and different like, characters. And you're like, Tim Roth? And yeah. I didn't even realize he was British. Oh, yeah. For, forever. <laughs> Nicholas Holt was the same way. It's like, I didn't, I didn't realize he was British. He's British. You have an accent? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know he was British. Yes. Because <laughs> in, in Renfield, he has this thick, old, old and that's English, his real voice? British accent. And that's huh. closer to his real voice. It's closer. Voice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In the menu, you can't tell nope. at all. And you can't in Warm Bodies or in... Yeah. yeah. Fury Road. In the menu, he's just like a Silicon yeah. Valley like snob guy or whatever. Yep. You know, you can't you can't tell so, it at all. Yeah. Congratulations, Nicholas Holt. You're in. Nicholas Holt. Nick Holt. <laughs> Steve Holt. You We're do, at forty three minutes. You want to do Ada and then cut it? Yeah, since there's only two of them, and I think between honestly, she's probably going to end in a tie. So probably. we'll just discuss the merits of both and, and okay. then okay. call it a day. Yep. Um, or call it an episode. Yeah. Call it an episode. We may be able to do another one. Depends. I mean, I'm feeling okay. I don't know if you are. So, next we're going to go with a character who, again, has a little bit here and there in um, Glass Ward. Sword. 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 But I know that there's much more, having looked through kind of the, the wiki fandom stuff, I know there's a lot more to Ada later down the road. So she's a kind of a pivotal character that we need to go ahead and cast at this point, I think. So Ada Wallace is who we're looking at next. And she's the one with the um, perfect memory. Yeah. So she can. she's the one that can also fly the jet now because Cal... Because she read a book. She read a book. Yeah, she read the manual. Right. God, I would love to be able to do that. Can and you imagine how much I could dominate a trivia night? I feel like I have that power sometimes, but I for, but the downside of it is I forget something really important for everything that I learn. Right. Um, she's in the actual physical description. What we have for her is amber eyes, brown hair, deep golden skin, full dark lips, and kind soft eyes. I mean, we went over this in our character yeah. review, which I is know, which is why when you said that, like the my vote instantly like sprang to my mind. I was like, that sounds exactly like. And the fun is because they're both kind of similar. Yeah, they're very the ones similar we came looking. up with. That's that's Anna de Armas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the first one is Anna de Armas. Um, she is kind of an it girl recently. She's been in it seems like everything. Uh, she made her big breakout in Knives Out, um, the Ryan Johnson movie that starred like literally everybody, uh, and she can do the. Like in that, she's a basically a home health aide, 
So even though she can do sultry and seductive, and that's where a lot of her acting is, because if you have that body and those lips, you might as well use it. <laughs> yeah. But um, they put, you know, basically a Casey Anthony's court wardrobe on her in Knives Out, and she looks like a home health aide. You know what I mean? Right. So you could put the right clothes on her and make her look like, like Ada's basically, is she the preschool teacher? Or she was a teacher or something like that? No, she was a servant. Oh, okay. She has a perfect memory. Right, right, right the servant. Nanny was the teacher. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But you could see her being like, you can strip all the makeup away and she can look like just a normal person. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. She, like, she's gorgeous and beautiful, but you can make her look normal too. Right. Or you can make her look like she's supposed to be on a red carpet with Brad Pitt. Right. So... Who's old enough to be your dad? It's just gross. That's I'm, disgusting. Don't do that, guys. Um, Men, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Women, what is wrong with you? Yeah, women do it too, but also in reverse. They also marry the old guy, but money, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, um, and then Kaya Scodelario is the other one. Because mm-hmm. um, tight. Because tight. <laughs> which you've seen her. I showed you her picture. I, I feel. Mean, I, I do. Hey, Kaya. Scotelario. Yeah, people with she hard to pronounce last names. I Yeah, where what bad. have I seen her in? Uh, let me pull her up and see what you might have seen her in. Cuz that face looks familiar. I saw her in um Crawl, which you have if you have not seen that, it's awesome. Set in Florida. She's a swimmer. She's a college swimmer in that for uh, Florida, she's and they are having this massive storm come through, so they're evacuating southern Florida, and her father's there working on this old house, and she drives down there to try to get him out and get stuck down there because he was in his basement trying to f- fix it and was getting flooded, and it's about three or four feet deep in water, and there's a bunch of alligators in there, and the whole point is them trying to get out. So she can. She's also the same way. Like she looks like you know, with no makeup on and everything, she looks like an average girl. Very pretty still, but just looks like a normal person. Like yeah. You could see next door. But the thing that I liked about her in that movie is her. She showed. I don't know how to say this because I don't want to offend people, but sometimes and it, it's not just women. Men do it too in acting when they're trying to be the tough, you know, the the mm-hmm. strong character that's facing adversity and having to show grit. They overdo it to try to make to make themselves look ridiculous, like they're not. Like she showed the proper amount of terrified, but still wanted to save her dad and herself. So there was a lot of grit there, and the way she played it really was well done. If that you see what I'm saying, mm-hmm. where you really believe that she was just this 22 year old girl who was in this right. situation trying to get her dad out, and she was doing everything she could. She's doing everything she can, and she's trying right. really hard, so, so and she wants to do this, but she's not like a perfect. Right, she's a very hero. strong female character, right? But still, with, with faults and a normal human being who's afraid, and she did a really good job in it. And I feel like that could be good for the, the character. And she does have; they both have similar look. Yeah. Which is is because we both because they says she has kind eyes because they both have really yeah. kind of soft you know pretty eyes. Right. And I think what I may have seen her in was extremely wicked, shocking, and vile. The Netflix thing where Zac Efron played Ted Bundy. Oh, uh, maybe it wasn't yeah. very good, but she was oh. in it, and yeah. I'm thinking that's probably where I saw her. Face. And she was in um the Maze Runner movies. Yeah. But I, I never I, saw those. I, 
<laughs> Maybe. But I think <laughs> both of, both of them are like around the same age, early thirties, right? Which is right about where I would say. Yeah. That um. I would say that Ada should probably be. Right. Yeah, early mid thirties. Yeah. So I think they're both really good options. This one where I would have to see. Like I don't feel comfortable voting unless I've seen the other person. Right. Some of these. It's it, it's kind of the where it's just like I we I might as well just let this one end in a tie. We've yeah. done it a couple times before this. I feel appearance wise they're both really close and fit the character. Yeah. And we were both on like on the same kind of Right. And I mean, if you look up a lot of promotional pictures of Anna de Armas, you're just gonna find her looking like super glamorous because right. she kinda has that like pinup look she can do that whole thing right but you can totally dress her down yeah too and i think that's what's important for a lot of these characters is, is that they being have able to, to look like they grew up in abject poverty right but right with most of these people you can look past the you know glamorous makeup that they're always in for interviews and premieres and red carpets and right. everything you can look past that to like what First, they would look like without makeup, and then what they would look like with, you know, some makeup to make them look more tired and some dirt and everything. Right. You have to kind of peel back layers and then add new layers on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So I think this one will just end in, like, like shade. It'll just end up in an either-or situation for now. Co- co-winners. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has to. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there she is from Crawl, like no makeup, all wet from the water. Yeah. So I could see that being too, kind of, you know what I mean? Because they're not going to be all glamorous looking. Exactly. These new bloods. Exactly. And that was one of the things. It's like, even the ones who aren't necessarily just from like super poor towns, like Ada was a servant, but she's still not going to have a ton of glamorous makeup on. She's just not going to look super dirty either. Right. Right. That's one of the things when I was struggling with when I was looking for, which we'll get to the next episode. Um, Ruth Barrow is there's a lot of actresses that are right around because it's going to be late 40s, early 50s. It's right around where she would be. Mm-hmm. But all the actresses that are that age still try to dress and be super glamorous. And like all you see is pictures of them really glamorous. And it's like, I want somebody who doesn't look like that. And I'm trying to find, you know what I mean? It makes yeah. it harder, I think. But it's, again, if you can, you know, see once they're in character and everything that they don't look quite like that. Right. Then, like, you know, she can still be pretty. Yes. Yeah. So, we'll, I think we'll have to, we'll call that one a draw for now. A draw. I have it set that way. Until we can come back and, as with Shade and Milo Mannheim and Joseph Quinn, until we can kind of. We did the same with Cal earlier. See, like, there's, like, her, like, as a peasant or whatever. So, see, they both both can do that. I think that's a real, that's, it's just kind of, I think we need to see more of what they're in. It's exciting, though, because then it gives me something to look forward to when I'm looking at watching new shows and movies and stuff. Yeah. It'll also make me go watch stuff that I might not have otherwise, that I might be, like, like, on the fence about, but now I've got a reason to watch it anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, I think... That will wrap it up for this episode. We've got a f- uh, six more characters we'll, we can we got to cover, and there will be some discussion amongst those because we've got some good choices for some of these. Yeah. So, 
going to be I awesome. I think we'll have to table that. Yeah, table this until and do another episode. So we will have three, it looks like, total. Yeah, because it, it looked like one, like two of those. It'll just be, if it's not this one for this one, it's, it's he's the it's other he's one. He's the other one. Right. Right. We have two people for each of those. It's like, if you're not one, you're the other. Right. There's Nanny, which I think we have two good, actually, yeah. contestants for. And Daniel, which there's a lot of different people that have talked about different people for Daniel Barrow, but I have one of those four in mind that I really, really like. I wonder if it's the same one I'm thinking of. For Daniel, because I think he should be as, you know, I'm, we'll see. Yeah. But, um, so that, yeah, that's it for this episode, I think, don't you? Yep, absolutely. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We really appreciate it for part two of fan casting. So stay tuned next week. Hopefully next week we will get part three out at you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Bye. Bye. Bye.